Vivian awakes to the scent of death and decay. She sits up, hissing at the feeling of the cold ground beneath her palms. She raises her head and immediately shoots backward, cracking her head against a bottle of Riesling. Beside a wooden table lay the decapitated and disfigured corpse of Jameson Wilkes. Vivian crawls toward the corpse, memories flooding through her mind in sickly waves. The Mulcavians, the gunshot wound, the rage. Oh God, the rage. She collapses onto her back, digging her fingernails into her scalp. She had let it happen again. The beast had overcome her just as it did only a few nights earlier. And just like before, she had let it take a life in one of the most brutal ways she could imagine. Acrid bile surges into her throat. She rolls onto her side and vomits, violently expelling the sour green liquid across the floor. She curls into the fetal position as her stomach convulses again and again, the increasingly unproductive spasms racking her limp body. Heavy footsteps echo throughout the cellar, growing ever closer. Vivian freezes, her limbs shivering uncontrollably. The intruder comes to an abrupt stop at the bottom of the staircase. Vivian draws a short breath through her nostrils. The grimly familiar aroma of aging leather and unfiltered cigarette smoke wafting through the stench of blood and vile. Look where you ended up. You really betrayed your family. For this? Vivian hides her face behind her blood-stained sleeve as the intruder kneels beside her. Oh, my poor child. Tell me. What happened? Vivian curls her knees to her chest, pulling several strands of her own hair out by the roots. Murder. Bestial rage. <laughs> Took over. Whatever reason you had to make this happen, I'm sure you were in the right. Vivian peeks out from behind her sleeve, her eyes reddening. Above her looms the chiseled face of her old sire, Hector Albaro. He meets her fearful gaze with a stern scowl, tinged with an odd warmth she had only ever seen him muster once, in the moments before her unwilling embrace into the Sabbath. Hector's brow furrows, a strand of his jet-black hair escaping his gelled prison and dangling in front of his dark eyes. What are you worried about? I'm not here to hurt you. If I was, you'd already be dead. I am actually here to save you. How so, Hector? Hector cocks his head, an arrogant smirk playing on his lips. So you remember my name. That's nice. However, to answer your question, the path of the voice will still welcome you back into their midst. You were such a vital part, after all. Don't you miss your true family? Vivian shakes her head violently, her expression contorting with anguish and shame. Rejoin us, Vivian. We need someone like you in our ranks. I will make it seem like you were never gone. Uh, the Berlin and Magdeburg Camarilla will soon call a blood hunt on me. I doubt that you want to or even could deal with that. That's it? Oh, please. They couldn't hunt down a crippled sewer rat to save their life. Vivian bears her fangs, glaring daggers at her sire as she lifts her head. How can I trust you? How can you trust anyone after all of this? The Camarillo will hunt you. The Anarchs sure as hell don't want you. And guess which family that leaves? Vivian's neck gives out, her head rebounding off the concrete. She draws a shaking breath through her clenched teeth, 
her jaws crackling, bloody tears spilling onto the floor. I can't. He can kill me for all I care. He's never taking me back there. What would become of... Damien? Bolts of white-hot electricity surged through her mind, charring her crumbling psyche. Her eyes flick towards Jameson's corpse, the bile rising once more at the sight of his bloodied brain matter scattered around the remains of his skull. Her heart drops into her stomach. I can't control myself. I can't control it. I'll betray him. I'll hurt him. I'll kill him. She sobs violently at the thought of Damien's demise at the hands of the beast. It would be like Jameson's. Exactly like his. His skin drained of all vitality, his organs crushed, his body left to rot. I guess it's back to Saxony for me. Hector chuckles under his breath. Not exactly. I have other plans. Get up, child. Welcome back to the cause. Welcome back to the Sword of Cain. Damien sits alone on his bed, his body sinking into the aging mattress. He stares blankly across the room toward his sire's bunk, the haze darkening even the glow of the lights above. He slowly turns his head at the sound of the subtle knock upon the open door, the stiffened vertebra within his neck audibly grating against one another. Leonard stands on the other side of the door, his expression ashen. He lowers his loosely balled fist and lets his eyes fall to the long shadows stretching across the ground. She did it for you. Damien nods his vacant expression hardening. I know she did. Can't say it doesn't hurt, though. But the only thing I can do for her now is finish what she started. Leonard lifts his chin, gazing upon the fledgling with a hint of admiration. You have contacts with the Anox already, right? I am certain they will help you. I hope they will, Leonard. I'll be leaving the church behind once I've rested. The shadows that linger here make me sick. Leonard nods. I wish you luck in your future. Farewell. Leonard pulls the door closed behind him. Damien stares after him, listening to the man's measured retreat toward the stairwell. He leans back, the springs beneath him creaking and groaning. His eyes slowly close as the back of his head meets the wall. Damien raises his fist squeezing his eyes shut as he knocks on the door to the Anarch's hideout. It swings open, revealing a disheveled and bedheaded Sam with an unopened bottle of Pepsi clutched in his free hand. The man straightens at the sight of Damien's forlorn gaze. Come in. I'm guessing this is important. You and your smart guesses. Damien takes a brief glance around the hallway and steps into the hotel room. Sam watches him pitifully, releasing a small sigh through his nostrils. He does his own once-over of the hallway and closes the door as Damien collapses onto the sofa, crinkling his nose at the sound of an empty bag of sweet and spicy Doritos sliding between the cushion and the frame. Where are the others? Living their lives. Derek still goes to school, taking IT courses and whatnot. Lauren is out with her family, and Shannon's at boxing practice. Sam takes a seat beside Damien, offering his guests the bottle of soda. Damien shakes his head. Sam sets the bottle on a flimsy coaster depicting the Brandenburg Gate and leans back, resting an elbow on top of the cushion. The two men sit in silence for a long moment. I lost my sire last night. De La Sombra, you know, 
She left for a meeting with a Camarilla primogen. And, well, not your baron, I guess. But why would the Camis want to get rid of your sire? Did she do something fucked up like I predicted? Damien scowls and shakes his head, Sam's pistol suddenly doubling in weight within its holster. She didn't do anything bad here or in Berlin. Not that I know of, anyway. Well, she did tell one of her contacts in Berlin to inform the Camis that were dead, but is that an offense bad enough for final death? If I remember correctly, you and your sire had to flee Berlin due to the Sabbath. Why didn't your sire tell him that? She had a wild hunt on her head. I think if she told them that, they wouldn't have helped her. But I really don't know what would have happened. I don't understand vampiric traditions all that well. But they would have helped her since that would be sticking it to the Sabbath. They love doing that. Did you know the Kamis have something similar? Damien grimaces. Yep, they were the first to do it. If you did something that really pissed off the Kamis, you'd have a blood hunt on your head. Killed a primogen? Blood hunt. Stole something from a primogen? Blood hunt. Noticing a pattern yet? Damien scoffs to himself, his lips curling into an indignant snarl. Only crimes that befall the elders are worth calling a blood hunt over? Exactly. And masquerade breaches. Now, let's say a neonate gangrel was killed for no reason. Would they call a blood hunt on the murderer? No, they wouldn't. That's one of the things I hate about them. Only those high on top of their stupid pyramid scheme get treated well. So that's why the Anarchs exist? To give vampires equal rights? Eh, kind of. One thing that is sure, though, is that no matter how old or powerful you are, if you get killed, your murderer will be brought to justice. That's nice. But what do you mean, kind of? Tasks and payment are unequal. A child wouldn't get a job a baron would get, and vice versa. The easier the task, the less you get. It just makes sense. Sam leans forward, resting his forearms on his femurs. Anyways, we got off topic. So you say your sire met their final death? I'm assuming so. You're assuming? What other possibilities could there be? Honestly, I can only think of imprisonment. Do you know where she went? Beach Bar Magdeburg, if I'm not mistaken. Sam grunts thoughtfully. Listen, we'll check it out tonight and see what's up. If they were smart about it, the police won't know squat. That place is closed in November. Damien sets his teeth. Nodding determinedly. Okay. Is the rest of the gang coming as well? No. Too many people showing up at once is too suspicious. Especially by night. If we go together, people might just assume we're a gay couple too poor to afford a proper beach for this time of the year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what do we do until then? Sam glances around the room, pondering for a moment. He nods to himself and reaches for a pack of Marlboro Golds on the opposite end of the coffee table. He smacks the top of the pack against the palm of his hand and flips open the lid, revealing a tightly packed assortment of hand-rolled joints. Have you ever smoked weed before? 